Well, today is First Friday, and I'd like to tie in First Friday devotion to our scripture text here in our gospel, and also talk about uh, the importance, because of being First Friday, of making reparation for uh, the sins of mankind. In particular, um, we have right now going on in, in America a very strong push for physician-assisted suicide. And this is a very serious, uh, very serious issue. I think there are about four or five states right now in America who have legalized physician-assisted suicide. And it's, there's a big push for it right now in our state of New York. So I'm going to try to tie that in, into all of this as well. Well, we have in the gospel here, Christ giving this very vivid metaphor of a woman in labor. And you've got two phases to this whole birth process. You've got the labor phase that's full of sorrow and anguish, and then the baby is born, and it's now joy. So we've got this sorrow and suffering, and then we've got this joy, and it's a joy that's so overwhelming that the sorrow is essentially forgotten. And uh, this is this is a metaphor for a number of things. First of all, it's a metaphor for Christ's absence he was present with the apostles up until Good Friday, and then his life was taken away. That corresponds to the labor pains, Christ's the whole passion. But Easter Sunday, the resurrection, corresponds to that joy, the baby being born, and the forgetting of the passion because of the joy of the resurrection. It also has to do with Christ's ascension into heaven. We just celebrated his ascension. And, and in a certain sense, Christ is distant. He's, he's, he's not present to us right now because he's ascended into heaven. But he will come again. And that day uh, will be a day of, of judgment, but also for those who have obeyed him, it will be a day of unspeakable joy. And then also we can apply this two-phase metaphor to our own lives. Our lives currently involve suffering, inevitably. It's part of life. And uh, if we think that this world is paradise, we're going to be setting ourselves up for uh, a lot of disappointment. We pray in the in the, the Hail Holy Queen, uh, we talk about this life as a valley of tears. And I think oftentimes when we don't accept the fact that life is a valley of tears, we, we have false expectations that are bound to be disappointed, and that's a cause of great uh, frustration on our part. Paradise is for the afterlife. It's not for this life. Okay, So we have suffering in this life, but when we take our suffering and we offer it to the Lord, it becomes redemptive, and it provides for us an eternal foundation of unspeakable joy in heaven. And uh, so today is the first Friday. I encourage all of us to um, be devoted to the, the Sacred Heart and to make reparation on First Fridays. In the 17th century, our Lord appeared to St. Margaret Mary, Alacoque, <clears throat> and he gave her a very special promise. He said that all those who are devoted to the Sacred Heart and who uh, receive Holy Communion in a state of grace on the first Friday of nine consecutive months will receive a number of promises. Okay, a number of promises will be, will be verified in their life. One of the promises being eternal salvation that upon their death, at their point of their death, 
and they will receive what's called the grace of final perseverance. You've heard me speak about this before. I don't think I can speak about it enough. Okay, The grace of final perseverance is a grace that's given to us right at the end of our life. It's the last moment of our earthly sojourn. It's a grace that ensures that we remain steadfast in faith, hope, charity, and the grace of God. And it becomes the bridge to eternal life. It's the most important grace that we can receive in our life. And the only way that we can receive it, it's not through any kind of merit. It's only through God's mercy, the mercy of the sacred heart of Jesus Christ. It's the only way that we can receive that, uh, that special grace, that most important of all graces. And uh, we receive it through prayer. When we pray to God, we appeal to him, not on the basis of his justice, give me what I deserve, Okay, it's probably not a good idea to pray that. <laughs> All right? So you want to say, Lord, out of your mercy, grant me this grace of final perseverance. Jesus, sacred heart of Jesus, grant me this grace of final perseverance. So speaking about the sacred heart, speaking about the last moment of our lives, speaking about uh, the need to make reparation for the sins of mankind uh, against the sacred heart, I'll talk briefly about physician-assisted suicide. I think this this ties in perfectly to what has been set up into this point. Uh, there is suffering in life, and right now, um, uh, you know, there is great pressure on the medical, on doctors to to get on board with this whole idea of physician-assisted suicide. And the kind of root intuition is that well, these people are suffering. Let's just end their lives so that they don't have to suffer anymore. And their life, it doesn't have any quality left to it. It doesn't have any value left to it. Now, there's serious mixed signals that we give because we spend huge amounts of effort and money into uh, suicide hotlines. Uh, a few months ago, I had the great displeasure uh, of burying two kids, two young people, committed suicide. And uh, I... I, I was ministering to one of them beforehand for months beforehand. This person is suffering greatly. She's greatly suffering. The kind of mental anguish that these people go through is absolutely intense. Probably not any of us here can actually relate to the depth of their depression that they experience. Okay, and we pray God has mercy upon them if they if they do do this. They they take their own life. We pray God has mercy upon them. Uh, but nonetheless, they're suffering greatly. But here we are as a society saying, no, 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 don't take your life. Here, here's a hotline. Here's people to help you. Here's counselors. But then we're saying to people who are at the end of their life, well, why don't you just take your life? So there's serious mixed signals that we're sending as a society. And we need to be consistent in our valuing of life. And we need to, in our own prayer lives, make reparation for this great sin of this idea of physician-assisted suicide. We need to do everything we can in our power to influence lawmakers. I just had a, a, a doctor friend of mine who two, two days ago, this past Wednesday, was um, had the ability to get together with other doctors who are speaking from a pro-life point of view, and they were uh, they lobbied with some lawmakers against this recent push. And I haven't heard from him how, whether or not it was successful, but I, I pray and hope that it was. So in any event, my brothers and sisters, let's be aware of these issues. Let's be consistent in our uh, valuing of life. No matter how full of suffering it is, it has eternal value. It has value in God's eyes. 
no matter how old, no matter how uh, you know decrepit a life gets, it has an incredible weight of value in God's eyes. And when we offer that life to the Lord, it merits for us a great uh, corresponding glory in in heaven. And this is for we pray this for ourselves and for all of those who uh, are on the, that point of, of death.